The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Sharon Kleina Hour. Health, environment, and the power of water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Power of Water. Seven years ago, when they asked me if I'd like to have my own radio talk show, because I'm the founder of Biologic Aqua Research, and we study freshwater crisis, the freshwater on the surface of the earth in the atmosphere and what the atmosphere is doing to dehydrate and its impact of dehydrating the human body and our planet Earth. On Earth, they call it drought. I call it dehydration of the organism of the planet's life. Many years ago, when I decided to have a radio talk show, I decided we're going to call it the power of water. We need the education desperately to reach out to the world as messengers, all of us. And the most wonderful guests that I've had on, from Nobel Prize winners to authors of books and people who have been giving their lives of philanthropy to go out and educate the world about how important water is to every human life, every bit of life, the Earth's life, the planet's life, and all living life on the planet. We're in this together. And as we live together on this planet, all everything, I don't care if it's the butterfly or the hummingbird, all life on earth depends upon moisture in the air, that water vapor. But the fresh water on the surface of the earth has to be enough of it to be able to be um, influencing fresh water vapor that keeps us alive. Now, I'm going to go back to something that my secretary always gets me, some updated information. And, and I had heard about this, and you can go over to your Facebook and look under I Care About Water. Scientists discover the true age of water actually predates the sun. Isn't that fun? How old is water? We often like to imagine that shortly after the Earth solidified in its creation, to be this rocky ball, it's saying, and orbiting the sun, water came to be on this planet. It predates all biological life on Earth. In fact, it paved the way for life to emerge, water. It is through water that biological life has been formed. Now, how serious is water on the Earth? Fresh water. But new research is setting on here is demonstrating that the, the water on this planet may not have been formed on this planet. Now, I've heard that from astronauts, and we've said when I've had NASA representatives on here, when you're out there, did you ever check the moisture in the air away from the planet? Because I'm convinced with my research that that moisture in the air has something to do with all life and brought life to Earth. Is the moisture, the water vapor, 
and and the fresh water come, came pounding down through our precipitation. We call it in modern times rain. Modern scientists has pegged the sun to be about 4.6 billion years old, and if you read this, you'll find that water could be older, if not 14 billion years old. So go over to from to your Facebook and look up I Care About Water. Now, I could go on today and tell you more about where I come from with water. As you know, if you typed in fresh water crisis, water advocate on Yahoo, there I am. This show has been dedicated. My research and the company that I'm the founder of, Biologic Aqua Research, is the founder of taking our focus to the waters, the freshwater crisis on the planet, and being advocates that the water does influence the atmosphere. Now, this is where I come from, and I'm going to say it every show until it becomes boring. Your body water content is the magic of what happened to Earth. The Earth survived with water, fresh water, and then it brought to life organisms of life. But human life came along. The brain is 80 to 85% water. Teeth are 8 to 10% water. Lungs are 75 to 80% water. Your heart is 75 to 80% water. Your liver is 70 to 75% water. Bones, bones, 20 to 25% water. Skin, 70 to 75% water. Your kidneys, 80 to 85% water, blood, 50% water, muscle, 70 to 75. And when they brought me into research with the ophthalmology research, the eyes at the surface of, the, of your eyes, what causes vision impairment? Loss of water because the surface of your eye is 99% water. So when the eyelid is open at the beginning of your birth and the skin is away from the pocket of water from your mother and you were born and you entered into the atmosphere of water in the air, that invisible water keeps you alive, but it also influences your eyes, the skin. If the eyes do not have enough supplement of water from the air, your vision impairment could lead to blindness depending upon how you personally retain water in your body and you've recycled the water with the atmosphere from the body. There are no two eyes alike. There are no two fingerprints alike. The differences in our lives so uniquely are all depending upon water and that influence. So every week I'm going to be from now on keep pounding the pavement. I had somebody say, you know, the other day when you were saying it, I didn't hear, how much did you say my bones are? And I said 20 to 25% water. Now, hydration, the word hydration. What is causing you to lose body water is a dehydration process, dehydration. You need to drink no less than 8 to 10 glasses of full glasses of water a day. Your favorite plant, would you go over and give it a little sip every once in a while just to sip it and say you drank, sipping that your plant drank the sipping water? No, it won't work. You've got to drink one full glass at a time or it won't work. The body has to absorb it. So if you give your plant one full glass of water 8 to 10 times a day or you give it a nice hydration, 
because it depending upon temperature too. If it's warm outside, if it's cool outside, if it's cold outside, or it's very hot outside. There's a lot for us to learn. We've got to learn. Water is the key to your whole life and all over the world. We need to bring that message together as freshwater crisis water advocates. It's vital. And we need to understand the difference of hydration and dehydration for not only yourself, but the planet itself. It needs more fresh water on the surface of the globe to be able to balance and influence the fresh water in the air for you to be able to get the hydration necessary from that invisible water for you to live. But you also need to learn how to breathe that water, that moisture in the air. Breathe in, breathe out. It's vital. Number two, the drinking water. Number three, your choice of food is vital to how you digest and retain the moisture and don't become so full of toxins. Number f- you need to get moderate exercise. If you're an athlete, be careful, but make sure that you're getting moderate exercise in between exercise and how you're scientifically learning how to hydrate and learn your food and how you sleep. Last of all is sleep. We had a coach here in Oregon. I'm in Oregon at the University of Oregon, Chip Kelly, and I'm going to mention Chip today. Chip does it scientifically with his athletes in football. He tries to teach them to take care of their health, not just be good performers and good athletes. Take care of your health along the way. That's also proper attitude, breathing exercises, how do you drink your water, how do you eat your food, how do you moderately do things in between the workouts, and be sure and try to get proper rest, sleep. Now, last week, maybe you've caught, uh, read about it. A lot of people didn't. There's a new one out there, Ebola. Ebola, did you hear in Nigeria? They've got a, they've got a control on Ebola in Nigeria because guess what? They decided to drink a gallon, 0.3 of water a day, traced with sugar and salt in Nigeria. It says hydration helps Nigeria beat Ebola outbreak to be able to bring it in control. So is there some symptoms there and some signs? That if a person is very dehydrated, they'd be more susceptible at the moment if they're working as a philanthropist and giving their time to help the the problems of the disease? Is it possible that the area of Nigeria and Liberia and all these countries that have out-of-control diseases going on, that that because of bad water? Oh, yes, it is. They've got water problems. Their leaders of their country didn't think that water is the primary focus of all life and they had to have the very quality of water in their countries to be able to survive. But it also is an economy. It builds the economy up is water. The other one came from the Mayo Clinic is cardiovascular, drinking more water. I'm going to be posting this on my site that drinking water also helps cardiovascular problems. Now, what are we learning with this show? The world out there is listening. The world out there is wanting to be educated. It's vital to you personally. I don't care if, if you're a scientist, and I hear a lot of the doctors and physicians and scientists listen to my show. I want you to know how important it is that you look into all these latest reports and results. 
that those symptoms could be water. One of the books that I need for all of you to look up is Dr. Gerald Pollack, G-G-E-R-A-L-D, Pollack, P-O-L-L-A-C-K. He wrote The Fourth Phase of Water Beyond Solid, Liquid, and Vapor. Did you know that batteries are made from water? He's got a book full of information to tell the world people thought he was crazy. His scientists' relationships, they thought he was crazy. He wanted to get into, like they did with Nigeria, an unconventional idea. Maybe we could use water. He got into studying many years ago the water and what it could do for the body and what it's doing with the atmosphere and vice versa, like I did. He is proving without a doubt nobody thinks he's crazy anymore Nobody thinks I'm crazy anymore either, that water and the relationship of the atmosphere have a relationship that is vital to your health. Those are not secrets. They're unconventional because you don't have to pop the pill to go learn that. Water. Now, today, we're, uh, I needed to say before we go on, many of you heard of Dr. Emoto who was a very famous doctor from Japan who wrote the books, many books about the relationship of water's personality in a glass and how it relates to the water in the glass with your attitude and that relationship to you, the person, to your attitude and the balance of water in your body and your molecular cells. Dr. Emoto died recently, and we all wish him well with his family. And you might look him up. It's uh, M-A-S-A-R-U, Emoto, E-M-O-T-O-S. He wrote some of the most unbelievable books about studying the attitude of water. He learned in research you could take a water, these different glasses of water, and you could talk to the water, you could yell at one of the waters, you could have music for the water, you could ignore the water. The water is related to that study all differently, exactly with the one who yelled, started turning bad. The one that had the music, balanced. The one that had a, like, I love you, was balanced. The one that was ignored, felt ignored. Water is a living life of all life. You are water. The earth is water. It started out billions of years ago. Let's get serious. Today, I want to bring on Barbara Goldberg. She's the founder of a very exciting uh, foundation, Wells Bring Hope. She goes into uh, countries, and I'll let her tell you more about it, but Barbara also is a very powerful lady. She's, been, uh, she's the president and founder of Wells Bring Hope. Barbara Goldberg is going to be honored at the 10th Annual Strong Woman, Strong Worlds luncheon in Manhattan here soon, and we'll let her tell us about it, but I'm going to let her tell you more here in a minute about her why she chose to get behind this and her passion, her commitment, and what she's been doing about it. And trust me, she is, I've been told, one of the most unbelievable people to get behind the water concerns and very unselfishly gives her time and, and brings people with, with her to accomplish what she needs to do to help other countries in Africa. We're going to first listen to our sponsor, though. 
Listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist is the only supplement worldwide to supplement the air, to supplement your dry eye. Eyes begin to dehydrate the moment you're born. You need to supplement. No, no, no differently than you supplement the rest of your health. We'll listen to our sponsor with just a mist, and we'll come back with Barbara Goldberg. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Barbara, are you with us? I am, Sharon. Good morning. Well, good morning, and I'm sorry I took a little longer this morning with the commentary, but I wanted to cover um, the Ebola. And the breakthrough there that you probably heard me mention that yes. in Nigeria. Yes. Isn't that exciting, Barbara? It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. amazing. I, ha- I yes. had not heard about that. I know. I didn't either. And I read, I read newspapers. I'm wired. And I knew Barbara, nothing about I that. Too, because it's my field of research and I have millions of dollars into the research of water. But I need to tell you, um, one of my scientists from NASA is on my team. He's been with NASA for 35 years, and he's out there running around. He's no longer with NASA. He's a consultant worldwide in atmosphere, fresh water, and, and climate. But anyway, Dr. Dwayne Cecil said, Sharon, look this up. I heard about it. And I, I was just so excited, Barbara, because I've said that we've ignored water as the primary source to keep people healthier and to fight diseases. And uh, they said that uh, Nigeria uh, was unconventional. They admitted it. To, uh, they're having them drink 1.3 gallons of water a day with a trace of sugar and salt. And, of course, Barbara, the salt would help retain the water moisture level so they wouldn't dehydrate, and that's the problem. It's, the, the disease is causing an out-of-control dehydration problem. These people cannot retain any body water at all. That's why the profuse um, diarrhea and the vomiting and out of control. And the body cannot, it's trying, but it can't. And when you're hydrating them, but I, one, when they were talking to the individuals because they had blisters on their lips and, and you know, Bob, Barbie, have you ever tried to drink water when you didn't feel very good? Yes, you do not want to drink it. <laughs> your body just instinctively Your, your body it. is just, you know, you just... And they force themselves to drink it, and it's mm. working, Barbara. 
Then we got another report about from Mayo Clinic for heart disease, that more people need to be drinking water to prevent and help heart disease. And of course, that's fascinating. But what's important, Sharon, is that even in a rich country like Nigeria, you know, the, the richest country now in Africa, there are still places where drinking the a gallon of water a day is just of clean water a day exactly. is not even possible. There are still remote parts of Nigeria that have a water crisis as well. Not uh, nearly as bad as where we work, which is just north of Nigeria, uh, and we only work in one country, and it is the poorest country in the world, Sharon. Oh. It's a place where one out of seven children never reaches their fifth birthday. Oh, when we started that doing this heart. years ago, it was one out of four. So things are getting better, but we have yeah. a long way to go. Barbara, before we go on, tell us about you, um, uh, about you, who you are, and, and then you decided to get involved with water. Well, uh, call it serendipity. Uh, I was a marketing consultant throughout my whole, pretty much my whole life, um, for Fortune 500 companies, uh, conducting focus groups to give companies an understanding of what consumers want and need. Uh-huh. My business was slowing down, and that was just fine with me because I love to travel. And then, uh, through some close friends, um, someone came to speak in my home. One of the things that I've been doing since 1993 is bring women together in the context of a salon, like the old 18th, 19th century European salons, uh, oh. called Salon Forum. So I would do these monthly events in my home, oh, oh, um, like brought women together, and one of the guest speakers was former L.A. County District Attorney Gil Garcetti who spoke about the dire need for safe water in West Africa and the plight of women and girls who walk miles. In Niger, it's four to six miles a day on average. Mm-hmm. And all of us sat there, a room full of 50 well-educated, socially conscious women. We never even heard of this. Mm-hmm. And we all said, wow, you know, this, this sounds like a simple problem, a, a horrific problem, but a simple one. Uh, and a simple solution, you just drill a well. So without thinking very much, Sharon, uh, the next morning I sent out an email to everyone who was there, and I said, should Salon Forum take up this cause? And mm-hmm. came back with a resounding, yes, let's do it. And there wow. were many women who said, and I want to work on this, I want to be part of it. So right. it was something that I hadn't thought of now, very what much. Year, what year was that? Do you remember? 2008. 2008. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, mm-hmm. you know, life offers up opportunities, Sharon, and I, and I say this a lot to people um, because sometimes we, we, unless we have our antenna up, we can miss opportunities to give back, to grow in a personal and powerful way. Uh, we have to look out for what's coming down our path and what might, might we grab onto as something that we would want to pursue. This is right. something that I will likely work on for the rest of my life. Oh, you will, Barbara. You're yes. going to find, I started 30 years ago, 
And I know I was doing something unconventional. In fact, you probably wouldn't remember, but do you remember years ago a product on the American market called Nature's Mist Face of the Water? It was in high-end department stores alongside Mm -hmm. the Evian water. Do you remember that water? I remember Evian, but... Well, I was the one who put the first first class water. It was a a classic, it's a tissue culture water in high-end stores. And I had iMagnons and now gone with Van Veneri, headed that company, and she became like a mother to me. But Nordstrom's and Bergdorf and Neiman Marcus, you name them, I had them. I was running around, and Barbara... In my fancy clothes, doing personal appearances, talking about water, the atmosphere, and your skin, and how important it was for water to be better to be understood. We went bananas. I had my own my own infomercial. We talked about water. We didn't say glamour like Evian does. We say. We talked about the skin and how beautiful the skin is and how important it is that that melanoma could eventually take lives beyond imagination. I've been in the water subject for that long, and then they asked me to help with eyes because the eyes are 99% water. They're not a chemical. They're not saline. They're water. So I came along and helped them there. So water has been a focus of mine, and sometimes you find with what I do, people are going, Sharon, well, I brought scientists together from all over the world. We poured millions of dollars into what we do with the future of water and concerns. So when you're doing what you're doing, Barbara, is unbelievable because people are getting educated. And there's things that I truly believe, Barbara. The story needs to be told about what you're doing, yes. And then we need to research and tell people the world the people that you're helping are made up of water. Without water, the diseases will be out of control. And yes, babies will die. Those little children that are depending upon us, those of us who have gone out of our ways to be able to help others and, and, and give up whatever we need to give up to go help somebody else, and especially with water. It's the primary focus. Several thousand children die a day because they don't have water, and you're there helping them, Barbara, you and your team. I want to thank you. You're welcome, Sharon. It's amazing. Now, have you been into Africa yourself? Oh, yes. Yes. In fact, we're planning another, another trip in January, uh, and hopefully mm-hmm. Ebola won't stop us. So far, Niger is uh, Ebola-free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how many wells have you ha- uh, been able to um, make possible? We have funded 301 wells, and we're about to fund this week another 20 more. Wow. Roughly 321 to wells. Now, tell us what your program is with the wells. Uh, You're working with women. When I was reading about your information, you're working with women, which is very bright, because women are the nurturers of the water from the beginning of time. This is what happens. You know, when you give clean water, when you put a well in a village, everyone benefits. Child mortality is reduced by up to 70%. So that's an instant benefit for everyone. However, it's the women and girls who are responsible for getting water. They are the ones who walk, as I said, a minimum of four to six miles a day. 
Right. And consequently, girls can't go to school because they have to help their mothers, and the women can't work to earn money for their families. Their time is taken up with water. So when you put a well in a village, every, all of that changes. The girls can go to school. Right now, 85% of women in Niger cannot read or write. And these girls want to go to school. They want an education. They want to, as they say, as I've heard them say to me, I want to be somebody. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a nurse. I want to be a teacher. All the giving professions. <laughs> and then the women, I mean, we're the only nonprofit dealing in safe water in this country that provides microfinance education, tools for women once they no longer have to walk for safe water, to learn how to be many entrepreneurs. Sharon, these are women who don't even know how to count. So they Mm -hmm. form small groups, savings groups, in a village, about 25 women. And they practice on their own money, small amounts of money, and they learn how how to go into the marketplace and buy goods and quantity and make things and and resell them. This Mm -hmm. is what they learn. And years ago, uh, up until I guess about three or four years ago, a lot of NGOs would just give micro-loans to women until we all found out, uh uh-uh, that's not the way to do it. That is right, Barbara. Unless you provide that education so they know what to do with that money, it's, it's it's a total waste. So You're we right. educate them. They, they, at the end of the year, start small businesses with the microloans. So They're becoming connect. entrepreneurs, right. Yep, that's, that's it. That's how you change, dramatically change lives forever. Not just right. giving them safe water, but changing the economy, as you said. You know, it improves the economy. You had mentioned that earlier. It's ending that downward spiral of poverty. Well, and women have been the nurturers of water from the beginning of time. They've understood how important that is to their family. We need to take a break from our sponsor for just what, this is the only time I do it now. And we're going to come back, and I want to hear you teach our audience about what you're doing with women as entrepreneurs in those countries and what your ideas are uh, to develop that and growth, growth, and then the children and what's changing in their lives. So the mother, because the mother is becoming very visionary. Uh, Barbara, don't you go anywhere. You're doing a wonderful job. Thank you. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, with just a mist. Did you know that your eyes, when they're dry, if the surface of your eye is 99% water, and when that eyelid is open, you're depending upon the moisture in the air, the water vapor. But if you're too dry and you haven't been drinking enough water and you're living indoors too much or behind a computer or you're having challenges with with dry eye that could lead to blindness. There's nature's tears, eye mist, with tissue culture grade of water. And by the way, if you wear cosmetics, I do. I wear eye makeup. It never runs the eye makeup. It doesn't run. It just absorbs. Well, listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, and we'll be back with Barbara Goldberg. (laughs) 
The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Barbara, tell our audience worldwide that when you're going when you go in into the country of Nigeria, Africa, and your team of people are providing the ability for women to start a business venture to, for water to be available in their communities or villages. Tell us more about how, again, how you're setting that up with, with women. Is it a group of women or one woman? Uh, how do you do that? Well, it's very interesting. It's a model that has been in place for centuries. It's called the, the Tontin, T-O-N-T-I-N where women form small groups um, and they have been traditionally loaning each other money, but they did it in a way that wasn't nearly as effective without the education component and without having formal structure and a commitment to each other to do this in a very serious way. So in a typical village, 25 women would get together, and they would meet, oh, on a weekly basis, typically, and our partner, World Vision, we are partnered with with one of the largest humanitarian organizations in the world to do our drilling, our well drilling, and then we are the only organization, Safe Water, provider in the world who goes into every village once a month for 15 years, sometimes more, to ensure sustainability. Now, I'm getting a little off track here. but No, no, I'm following you. But sustainability is something that we must address when we talk about water. Right. You are right. And I'm sure you know this, Sharon. Example, in sub-Saharan Africa, uh, in the area called the Sahel. After five years, 80% of the wells are non-functional. Why is that? Because no one is there to maintain them. The villagers typically have not been trained. Some well-meaning organizations have come in, given, the well, given a village a well, and then they leave. They don't teach them how to maintain the well. They don't encourage them 
to save money to create a maintenance fund, which is what we do routinely whenever we drill a well, so everybody contributes a small amount of money. So if a part does break, they have money to buy a new one, and they know where to go and how to fix it. That Mm -hmm. is critical. So that's all about sustainability. Now, when coming back to the women, so they form these savings groups, and they practice with their own money. And because it's a village, and most of these people are related or they're close, you're talking about pretty remote villages here. So are they going to pay back the loans to each other? Of course they are. So, so the success rate is very high, and they, by practicing with their own money, they develop a sense of confidence that they can do this. And then, after a year of practice, if they feel confident, they can apply for a microloan, and they grow their businesses. These are women who are very, very savvy and resilient, even though they are uneducated. They know that to improve their lot in life, their children have to get an education. They know that they have to work and earn money if they can. So they know, they, they know exactly what to do. They raise chickens, they raise goats, they make millet cakes, sell them in the local market. All mm-hmm. of those things they do and thrive. And take care of their family. Exactly. Nurture exactly. their family. Now, uh, I know that people are going to think about this. Uh, as I, you were talking, could you tell us, for example, when the women are getting together and that you're calling them the model, the savings group is a model called C-O-N-T-I-N. That has been going back for oh, many years. T for Thomas. Oh, T. Content. T-O-N-T-I-N. Spell that again so people can hear it again. T for Thomas, O-N for no, mm-hmm. T for Thomas, I-N for there no. There we go. That's fun. That's fun to learn. Now, how much money do you think, um, with our equivalent money, how much money do you think they put together, let's say, on round one? How much money do you think that what is? Maybe the equivalent of $10. Okay. Well, it just yeah. well, amounts of money, maybe $5. Yeah. That's a lot of money for individuals yeah. who have. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. But 25 uh, women. And, and they, how many are usually in a group, Barbara? About 25 women. 25 women. And, okay. and our partners, our partner, World Vision, is there with them, working with them and teaching them every week until they feel secure enough to do this on their own. Right, right. Now, I have uh, something that I've been learning. Uh, We're in a very serious freshwater crisis on this planet. Nothing has been working. Uh, The crisis is out of control. We're going in and we're helping individuals to start an entrepreneur um, let's say, uh, business or abilities to be able to provide fresh water to their community, their villages, to their families. And, and, uh, and it's been going on for a long, long, long time. 
and you found a spot there that they needed it so badly, and obviously World Vision needed it, some help from individuals like yourself. How long has World Vision, Barbara, been doing this? Well, in Africa, they've been doing it since 1990. I think they even started on a limited basis in 1985. They've been doing it a long time. Let me tell you you something about about water. The water is there underground. In Niger, it's 250 to 300 feet underground. Yes. These underground aquifers have an endless supply of safe water. Niger ranks eighth in having the most plentiful aquifers in all of Africa. Right. The water is there, but it costs a a lot of money to to get that water up. Villages can can dig a well maybe 50 feet, if that. To drill, to dig 250 to 300 feet, never, never, never. So it takes drilling rigs that cost $1.2 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're talking about things that villages can't, can't in any way afford. And the government, uh, again, in the poorest country in the world, they have very limited resources. So it, it falls to organizations like ours, NGOs, non-governmental organizations, who mm-hmm. must come in and do this work directly. Right. So... I mean, the, probably one of the most exciting times is when you see a well come in in a village, when that water comes the up. The cheering. Time. Uh, I mean, it, it's life-changing, and they know. I have somebody on, Barbara, excuse me for interrupting, but I do that every once in a while if i got something in between there. But I had somebody from National Geographic, and they were saying that they were called out to watch in, in, um, in Nigeria uh, as a, a drilling for oil and uh, it was very remote and they were all and they were going down and he was there from National Geographic to, to, uh, to get the story and the pictures and all of a sudden Barbara here came this water and uh, not oil and he said why is everybody cheering I mean he said I thought you were here to dig to get oil and they said we're more excited about the water and then after they studied the what they had drilled, they had at least 200 years, if not longer, of water, Barbara, mm-hmm. that they found there. And you are right. It's getting the resources to drill and do it correctly and then maintaining the well like you would have a good business venture, like you would a business. And then and the women... A well costs only $5,600. That's what we raise. And 100% of every donation to Wells Bring Hope goes directly to funding a water project. Every oh. single dollar. Our operating expenses, which are less than $100,000, uh, because we're an all-volunteer organization except for one uh, director of operations. That's it. Mm-hmm. So, right. so all that money goes directly to funding Wells. And now, tell us about the children. Uh, that's one of my favorite things. Uh, the first time I was reading years ago about how many children are dying a day, like you just said, that don't reach the age of five. But did you know last year here on our planet Earth, we had, um, I have the, I, we get it every week when I go to do the show, and sometimes I don't get to mention it because I get 
involved in other discussions, we had 101,341,250 babies born last year, to, to the date this year, I mean. Um, and the year is almost over. Those babies, those children are perfect human beings in my mind. There's nothing that all children are perfect. And yet they're depending upon the leaders of the world, our families, uh, uh, um, parents, to provide us a life of nourishment and health and an outlook of visionary, like you were talking. The children want a vision with their mothers and their family. What is happening now when you say the school? So the mother has more time to send the children to school. So are they building? Is World Vision or is there anybody who's building the schools so the children? Schools are there. That's not an issue. The schools are there either in their village or in a neighboring village that they can can easily walk to. But Mm -hmm. the girls are not in school because they have to get water. So the girls do go to school when you put a well in. That's it's right. that simple. Um, so. Now, when you, they start the well, Barbara, uh, I know the listeners worldwide are thinking, now, so they're getting uh, the well, but how do they uh, go and get their uh, bucket of water or their container of water and take it to their home? And uh, we've had on here a very exciting group called H2O Pack, and uh, they have the pack that they invented for them to have a pack. Uh, it almost looks like a backpack, but it holds water. And um, they've been giving that out for a long time. Um, I don't know if you know about it, but I should send that to you. But anyway, how are they getting the water from the well site to their home? Sharon, you're talking about maybe 50, 100 feet? You're talking okay. about five or ten minutes worth of walking? What? Okay. <laughs> Four to six hours? Uh, it's nothing. No, it's no, nothing. no. I meant okay, the containers. Did they? Are they only taking one container a day? Uh, how are they? How is that? Going um, back and forth to the well is nothing. Right. It's absolutely. Right. So that's a non-issue. Total non-issue. Okay, that's not an issue. So, what oh. about sanitation? Then is that uh, is that being figured out? Well, that's one of the most important things that. We address that everyone who is responsibly providing safe water to a village must address. Putting okay. in a well is the easy part. Right. Educating villagers on good sanitation and hygiene practices is a major, major education job. That's why we continue working with every village for 15 years. It's not not to come in once a month and check on the well, although they do that. What is critical is teaching them the importance of using latrines. Right. That's number one. That is a huge, huge challenge. There are taboos that, I mean, people don't talk about this much, but, but um, taboo uh, number one, that you can't, defecate on someone's defecation. Now, remember, these are people who are what we call grazing. They, they, you know, relieve themselves anywhere, anywhere, so that children, babies playing can, can touch that. And, and that's one way that they get sick and, and die. And that's exactly what's happening. So, so you have to convey to them that latrines, and their usage is absolutely critical. 
That's a tough one. That is a slow, slow education job mm-hmm. and something that we monitor constantly. Mm-hmm. And slowly over time, you begin to see change. It doesn't happen overnight. It, it, it just doesn't. You're talking about behavior patterns that, that have been in place for, for okay. centuries. And it's okay. also teaching them how to wash their children's faces so they mm-hmm. don't get, for example, trachoma. Forty percent of the people in Niger have trachoma. How do you, you know? Tr- trachoma comes from conjunctivitis, untreated, pink mm-hmm. eye. If that happens here, you get some antibiotic drops, and then you're fine. There's no such thing as antibiotic drops in Niger. They get conjunctivitis. Mm-hmm. They go blind. Right. So. All they have to do, all the mothers have to do, is wash their children's faces several times a day with clean water, keeping off all the dirt and contamination uh, and flies, and, mm-hmm. and then that problem is gone. Mm-hmm. So it's those kinds of things, teaching the women to wash out their, their utensils, their, their bucket, um, so that... The water doesn't get contaminated. Right. And, you know, it's funny. Uh, we, we spent a lot of time um, in 2012 when we went. We, we interviewed over 100 women. So we have some really terrific uh, videos of not only uh, the microfinance, but, but women and the joy that they experience once they have safe water, the pride that they take in, yeah. in being able to bathe their children oh, so that they can yeah. go to school clean. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is one of the most incredible benefits for these women right. and for themselves to be clean. I remember I my say, Barbara, I don't care what the centuries have been going on there. When she learns that she can feel that good about herself, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. have this water feel for clean. herself. Mm-hmm. A woman came up to me my first trip to Nigeria. She said, she said, can't you smell me? I'm, I'm, I'm so embarrassed. You know, I smell. They just want to be clean. Clean. Right. You know? So it's, it's so basic. Well, so, can you imagine what you're doing, Barbara? It will help potentially um, get the education, the story, and the research done through what you're doing. And people there will find another way to want to live and the diseases will become much more controlled. Right. Uh, yes, disease is going to go on forever. Uh, it's going to happen. But again, uh, what you're doing is you're, you're they're educating uh, what an individual can do to have a vision. To make, you know, L'Oreal says it, it might be expensive, but I but, but I'm worth it. Well, they're saying it might it might be. Uh, 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 something that we've never had, but we're worth it, and our children especially are worth it. All life on earth. The priority, Barbara, should be number one, water. Exactly. Nothing should be above water. To to anyone listening out there, please go to our website, wellsbringhope.org. And read more about this. You can start, if you have a child in school or if a child is needing to do community service, they can start a water circle on our website and set a goal for 
a whole well of $5,600 or even $500, $200, whatever. And these kids take such pride in being able to raise money and be able to do something to improve the lives of children just of this planet. Themselves. Now, I had on my show a young boy from uh, New Jersey who his family are from India, but they live in New Jersey, and his family went back to India, and he could not believe the children that were dying that didn't have water in India. So he came back to his school and started uh, a very philanthropic uh, foundation to where the schools around the New Jersey area would raise money to do what they called tube wells in India. Well, and, we have uh, it, kids all over the country, Sharon, who have started water circles. Individual kids for their own community mm-hmm. projects, schools, entire schools who've done this. And, and it's so easy to mm-hmm. just engage, enroll your friends, and, and do something that is truly life-saving. So we and love the planet we, can relate to because Barbara, have you ever noticed we're always doing something? all over the Go country. Ahead. Anybody wanting to get involved with us, mm-hmm. uh, email me Barbara at wellsbringhope.org, and we'd love to hear from you. So it's been um, a great experience. Now, down in California, you're having a lot of challenges with water. Young people uh, today, Sharon, are global citizens. They get this stuff so readily, Mm -hmm. whereas older adults, people who um, are, let's say, 50-plus, tend to donate to more traditional charities. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, my my father died of cancer, so I'm going to donate to the American Cancer Society. Or my, you know, I love my university, I'm going to, to donate to that. Um, what traditional charities? Mm-hmm. It's, it, people need to understand that, it's, that water is the number one issue in the world, as you've said. In the world. Yeah. So, so that's what we need to do, is to make people conscious of how important this is. Without, without water, there is, there is no life, as you no have life. said. No life. Now, over and over again, and your introductory words really, really moved me. In fact, I was sitting here looking at the glass of water that I brought to have to drink during this interview, and as you talked about the importance of water, I just sat there and drank the whole glass and quickly ran into the kitchen (laughs) and filled my big glass up yet again. So you have really made an impact on me, Sharon, and I, and I thank well, you for that. Well, I tell you, Barbara, that you can see why it's so important that what you're doing, that those people, they're walking sponges. They need water. And to fight disease, it's the water. And our leaders of the world need to be humiliated because it's the water first, isn't it, Barbara? It well, is. thank you so much for what thank you're doing. You tell your team. So much. And everyone, oh, my gosh, uh, bravo. And if you ever want to come on the show again and tell us about some things you're doing, please give us a call, and I'd love to tell the world about it. This is well, with Voice America. We're, we're syndicated. www.wellsbringhope.org. Well, thank you so there. much. Thank you. Have you have a special day. And you be well, Barbara. Thank you. You too, Sharon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, I want to thank you for listening. You know, what we can learn from each other and what others are doing to help 
pay it forward in the United States and around the world. Where else can you go where the paying forward is so generous throughout the world coming from uh, our country and other countries of the world to help others? But as I told you today about Ebola and in Nigeria, they found they're able to beat the disease by drinking 1.3 gallons of water a day traced with salt and sugar. Salt, when you're dehydrated, helps retain water so you don't dehydrate beyond what you can handle for water loss. I want to thank you for listening. Embrace your life, every special moment, and somebody else's life, too. We're on the planet together. But Earth is whispering. Never say goodbye. Don't take it all with you. Leave that power of water behind. You join in with that circle of people throughout the world so that we can let the children for generations to know we all care It's so important. This planet is worth it. I want to thank you for listening. You have a special day, and you be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com.